0: With the Sideshow Network app for iPhone and iPad.
1: So, you're thinking about starting a new website? Maybe you have a new small business idea and want to tell someone or sell something online. Maybe you want to show off your photography, or maybe you want to start that new podcast. Ah, huh? <laughs> a great idea. GoDaddy is offering one new or transfer.com for just $1.99 for the first
2: year. That's impossible. They're always 99 nine ninety
1: nine, or twelve they are ninety nine, but right now GoDaddy's offering one new or transfer .com for just $1.99 for the first year. On the
2: actual internet, or is this some BS sub-internet?
1: No, no, no. this is GoDaddy.com. Right. We all use GoDaddy.com. Everything I have is on GoDaddy.com. I know. And each new .com comes with a free instant page website and a built-in photo album, so what are you waiting for? I don't Get believe it. Get your new website started today.
2: I think it sounds like a scam. It can't possibly be Go true. GoDaddy's
1: not a scam. They have... Uh, Uh, that hot check, Danica Patrick for Mm -hmm. their stuff so it's not a scam plus I use it for everything it better not be a scam (laughs) go to GoDaddy.com and enter the code FORK at the checkout or click on the GoDaddy banner on our website and you're all set to go
2: fork you if you don't take advantage (laughs) of this incredible GoDaddy deal
1: I'm gonna take advantage of it
2: Welcome to A Fork on the Road. I'm Mark DiCarlo, and next to me is the lovely and talented Yenny Alvarez, the traveling diva. Hello
0: again. We
2: have a great show lined up for you today. We have the two ends of the female spectrum. We have the lovely and talented Emma Thompson is going to be joining us on the show. Oh, she's phenomenal. Talking about acting, talking about her life, talking about things that she's um, guilty about. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I'm able to bring that out of people. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, you make people feel guilty. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: And on the other end of the spectrum, we have uh, Sienna St. Clair, who is the author of Naughty Los Angeles.
1: Oh. And if okay, you yes. look... If Let's you get, not confused the two.
2: No. We have to keep them separate. If you're looking to get down and dirty and naughty and nasty in Los Angeles, you call Sienna St. Clair. If you're looking for highbrow entertainment, you contact Miss Emma Thompson. But Ms. yet, Emma Thompson. They're both meeting together on this episode of... Of a fork on the road. That's Uh, what I love about our show. I'm
1: sure they'd love that.
2: It's like a gumbo of people. A delicious gumbo.
1: I'm starving. Can we go?
2: (laughs) Well, thank everybody for joining us. As always, (laughs) want to thank all of our fans, the people that have been calling our voice box at 424-250-FORK giving us ideas and uh, compliments on the show. We appreciate that. Of course, if you've missed a show, you can always check it out at our website, which is a fork on the road show. Show.com. And if you're not doing so already, you should be following both of us on Twitter. I'm Mark DiCarlo.
1: And I'm Traveling Diva. And also check us out at SoundCloud on a fork on the road.
2: Right. And if you're following us on Twitter, you'll get uh, hip to lots of, uh, travel deals and discounts and coupons. Also, if you go to our website, you'll see some deals from GoDaddy and from Buzz. And you can also get a signed copy of my book, Fork on the Road. That's exciting. That is. It was an Amazon top 20 bestseller. Yes. I think it's it's a delicious gumbo of comedy and travel tips. Oh, gumbo again. Yeah. I think we're now we're past the point where it's Happy New Year.
1: Oh, kinda, I still say Happy New Year to yeah, people.
2: but we're kind of in the middle of January, and it's just its just winter time.
1: It's still happy. I haven't made my New Year's resolutions. Really? Yeah, I haven't. I've haven't uh, written them down.
2: I think I made mine, but I can't tell what you. What are they? I can't tell oh, you because they don't on. come true. No, it's like wishing. That's not true. No, it's like wishing well, on a fairy. No, it's not. It's exactly like <laughs> wishing on a fairy.
1: Which fairy? Who? Who is he?
2: <laughs> I wish I get a pair of new shoes. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying 2014 Everything is good I've really been enjoying Gloating uh, to my friends in Chicago You know, I, I grew up in Chicago And we live here in Southern California now It was 50 below
0: Oh, I
1: don't even know what that feels like It's cold Yes, yeah, somebody goes out to walk their dog And they get frostbite
2: Well, it's like in Christmas Story, when the kid puts his tongue on the pole, when the dog takes a piss, it hits the fire hydrant, the whole thing freezes, and you have to break your dog off the fire
1: hydrant. Oh.
2: (laughs) That's cold.
1: Aren't you happy you're not there?
2: I'm happy I'm not a dog. Uh, And the same day, it was 50 below in in, uh, Chicago, it was 87 degrees here in LA. Oh. I like
1: 87 degrees. It was
2: 89. I was driving around with the top down today, called my friend David in Chicago, and gloated that it was freezing cold. Really, and that's one of the best things about being from Chicago as opposed to living in Chicago.
1: Because you know what 50 Below feels like. Right.
2: Yeah, there are a lot of places right now at this time of year that you want to be and a lot of places you don't want to be. Where would you like to be this week if you could?
1: Well, I don't know about this week, but I know about this month. Okay. I have my top three festivals of... January. Okay. To start the year off, I have uh, something that's very apropos for this show, the Beach Nude Olympics in Maslin Beach, January 19th.
2: Where's Maslin Beach? It
1: is uh, South Australia, and it is the the first official nude beach, and it's around um, Australia Day. This year is uh, January 19th, and hundreds of beach goers, uh, they go, they get completely nude, and they celebrate everything about being nude. And they have, of course, the events.
0: Um, actual olympic
1: yeah well th- they have events i'm the not ball sure toss? olympic
2: <laughs> no <laughs> the javelin they... catch
1: no but they do have the three-legged race <laughs>
2: <laughs> i would imagine every race is that i don't think that would be comfortable doing sports naked you got if you're a guy you got to wear a cup Well,
1: they have the best bum competition so you know and bum that's... by you know like butt, the best butt competition
2: i don't think that's a real olympic sport though
1: I think that's really nice. But I it's
2: would... not a real Olympic. So these are <laughs> bullshit Olympic sports, basically. It's not official. Oh, come
1: on. Like the Olympics is going to be that cool.
2: Oh, you said naked Olympics. I thought it was going to be like naked boxing no, and naked
1: no, no. It's napid, curling. It's naked Naked Olympic games, basically. Oh, all right.
2: So basically, it's an excuse for a bunch of Australians to get together, drink a lot of beer, and play slap and tickle.
1: <laughs> well, we should go judge it.
2: I would love to. It's in the Southern Hemisphere, so you know it's warm right now.
1: Oh, how many hours is that? Oh, I'm not sure.
2: From here, Me. about 15, 16. We'll make it. Mate, is there kangaroo <laughs> punching?
1: No. Where are you going to punch your kangaroo? That's horrible. In the pocket. Oh. Okay. Well, if um, you want to go to the complete opposite, there's camel race wrestling championship. Also, January nineteenth. So you're going to be either. You got to yeah. <laughs> pick one. You um, got to pick one. The Spanish have the bullfights. The Italian have the cockfights. The English go hunting with hounds, and the Turks have camel wrestling. And this it's is far- different
2: than camel toe wrestling.
1: Oh. Gosh, really? Which could not
2: there. There's no way that could happen in Australia. Oh, that's if they
1: disgusting. make
2: So it's camel
1: Camel wrestling is basically more for comedy than sports because they get together they they dress up the camel and they have um they excite the camel because the reason to have the camels wrestle is to see who's going to be like at the top of the camel food chain.
2: Is it a human wrestling a camel or no, no, oh, two, two camels, camels
1: wrestling each other? And So it's um, like
2: cockfighting with camels.
1: Yes. Yes, it is.
2: And they get the camels excited first. They get
1: the camels excited. I guess they parade some sort of female camel around, and then they put the, the two camels against each other. And whoever pins the other one down wins.
2: How do the camels know they're supposed to fight?
1: They excite them with a the female. I see. So they're fighting for, um, you know. The, <laughs> they're fighting number, for camel toes, ca-
2: what they're fighting for.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the original. The original. Boom, <laughs> boom,
2: You know, I actually saw that last year, and a couple of the camels came out of that thing pretty bad. One of them had two humps. (laughs) Dangerous.
1: Am I the only one that finds that funny? (laughs) Evidently. I think so. But camel wrestling? Camel wrestling. And, of course, that's in... um,
2: Well, the Turks, they're all jacked up on that Turkish coffee like we had in Greece. Yum. You could stand a spoon in that stuff.
1: Well, you don't have to go all the way there or Australia. You can uh, go to Hacienda Heights in California on January 25th mm-hmm. to see another type of um, animal show. See, Californians have the American Fancy Rat and Mouse Annual Show in Hacienda Heights.
2: That was in Pasadena last year, the, the, the Fancy Rat and Mouse Show. You went? Yes. Yeah. Okay, were. I
1: have no words for well, that. I, I, you I, don't like rats.
2: I didn't say I played I with I
1: tried to make you hold a cute little hamster, and you would not go near me.
2: Well, I didn't touch any of them. I wanted to see... When well, they called a fancy mouse and fancy rat show... I didn't understand how a rat could be fancy.
1: Well, rats are very intelligent and they can but be they're trained not, like dogs. But they're not fancy. You can train them to do tricks. Well, the mice are really cute.
2: I expected to see foppishly dressed rats talking in a uh, British accent and, no. and uh, doing Sherlock Holmes material. <laughs> they weren't that fancy. <laughs> but you know, what, you know what's interesting is... The people that show up at that festival.
1: Well, they can't take their pets, though. They can, you know, that you can go buy pets. You can take a look at the show, and
2: uh... yeah, but the people that choose to go because they're really into rats—that's the real show. The rats, Did the rats aren't the show. Did you interview any of them? Uh, no, but you know, maybe we should go this year. Oh well, and and uh, see, we
1: can go. It's uh, January twenty-fifth. I don't in think Hesse it's going to be
2: that crowded.
1: Oh, there's tons of people that love their rats and mice. And well, rat
2: people are by nature strange and weird, so they would be fun to you talk about. You know what? To. They
1: love them so much that they have an official national fancy rat and mouse day, November 12th.
2: <laughs> oh, it's a bank holiday, folks. So if you have to do your <laughs> banking, you have to get it down the 10th because the 11th is also Veterans Day. So you got Veterans Day, the banks are closed.
1: And Mouse and Rat Day.
2: On the 12th. Yeah, it's hard to mice do banking cute. in November.
1: Mice are really cute. Well, you
2: know what? Mice. Because of their genome is very similar, strangely enough, to the human being. Yes. Mice have been.
1: Uh, Used for genetic. Um, very important
2: discoveries have been yeah. made. So I, I take off my hat to the noble mouse. But you know what? Rats. Oh, rats are. I, I'm not a big.
1: Just because they're not as cute.
2: But they're, they're vermin. They're, they're actual vermin. The well, word vermin was created for rats.
1: Well, they're smarter than mice, first of all, mm-hmm. and
2: and smarter than the average and bear. They can be trained. Oh no, wait, that's a Yogi Bear.
1: They can be trained like dogs. Well. So I'm sure people have their their mice, their rats that do tricks.
2: And that's when that's the 25th of January in Hacienda Heights. Yep. All right, I think we're going to go to that. That'll be fun. That's the fancy mouse and rat show. You can find links to all these shows on our site, which is a Fork on the Road Show Dot com. and you can find all of our stuff there. Follow us on Twitter. Call us on our voice box. We're going to start putting people on the air soon. The number is 424-250-FORK.
1: We only put funny people on.
2: Right. So you know what? If you're a big rat fan, call us and explain why, and we'll have you on the show. I can't imagine why anyone would actually like rats.
1: They're cute and they're smart. They're not cute. Well, no. The mice are cute. The the, rats are smart. The rats
2: have long tails, beady little eyes. Don't you watch cartoons? The rats are never the hero. Rats are always the troublemakers.
1: That's not true. Oh no, that was a mouse, Ratatouille. Was that a rat?
2: Yes, he was a no. He was a he was a mouse. No, no he one was
1: called Ratatouille.
2: Oh, maybe he was a rat. I don't know. I I didn't follow it that closely. Uh, the fact it was probably a rat because a rat in the kitchen would be extra gross as opposed to a mouse in the <laughs> kitchen. <sighs> Speaking of mouse, Emma Thompson is in a movie about Disney. Yeah. Oh, nice segue, Mark. Uh, saving Mr. Banks. If you haven't seen it already. Great movie! It's
1: incredible. Tom Hanks has the best monologue in there. Oh,
2: he he plays Walt Disney, and Emma Thompson plays uh, P.L. Travers, the woman that wrote the Mary Poppins books,
1: that and took Walt Disney about twenty years to get his hands get right. on. Yeah,
2: and evidently, P.L. Travers was
1: not very nice. She was a bitch. Oh, she was. You did not just say she that. She was
2: a very uptight. Uh, Australian person, horrible to work with. And it, within the movie... Uh,
1: but Emma Thompson makes, makes her at least a little likable. But you always think, oh my gosh, she's horrible, she's horrible. And at the end of the movie, you hear the... Um, Actual recordings yeah. from the
2: 60s of the real P.L. Travers.
1: And you think, oh wow, em- Emma Thompson was uh, actually being very nice. Yeah.
2: yeah, no, Emma Thompson is a really gifted actress and really fills the role with a lot of nuance and... Um, and it's a really great movie. Now, a lot of times when I talk to these celebrities, you never know what they're going to be like. You know, you see them on screen and they're one way and then you, you you meet them and they're full of themselves or they don't talk to you or they give you one word answers. And some people are just delightful. Tom Hanks could not be more delightful.
1: Oh, I love him. Um, I knew he was going to be a star when I saw him on Bosom Buddies. I knew he was going to be a, a, a super duper mega star.
2: From Bosom Buddies?
1: Yep. Because I started watching it because I thought Peter Scolari was really cute. Mm-hmm. And then all my attention went to Tom Hanks. Complete, I couldn't, I didn't even look at Peter Scolari anymore. I just wanted to see what Tom Hanks was gonna do next.
0: Yeah, and clever. when he
1: cries, I cry, and when he laughs from the bottom of my belly, I laugh. He has that effect on so you're Tom, many many people. You're
2: basically Tom Hanks's bitch. Whatever uh, he wants you to do, you do.
1: Well, yeah. within reason. Yeah. Within
2: reason, uh, he's great in this movie. at the Rat
1: Festival! So
2: is Emma Thompson. She turned out to be so delightful and so thoughtful, and um, actually riddled with guilt and self doubt. Riddled, riddled, riddled with the which I find surprising when you meet these people and they're on the top of the world. It's always interesting to me to ask them about their little problems and their, their challenges in their lives. And she actually opens up and talks about them. So here's my conversation with the lovely, talented Emma Thompson. You play. P.L. Travers, the author of the Mary Poppins books in this great new movie, Saving Mr. Banks. How did you research her, and did you? What did you learn about her that informed your great performance?
3: Oh, there's a lot of material. I mean, she declared all her life she was never going to answer any questions or explain anything, right. uh, just like Mary Poppins. Or Peter um, However, she uh, she never agreed to a biography, so the biography was written after her death. Um, but she did do lots of interviews, and she did send all her papers and all her writings for preservation um, at uh, the university in Brisbane, in Australia. So I think she believed that her contribution to culture was important. You know, she thought of herself as as, as a person of substance, should mm-hmm. we say. Um, and and, and indeed, <laughs> she was. I mean, she was a remarkable woman who started off as an actress, going around with a troupe in Australia, going to Dublin, meeting W.B. Yeats, meeting George Russell, um, hobnobbing really with the great sages and poets of the day, and then moving to England and, and starting to write. I'm
2: guessing, Knocking with those writers was even more rare than just a regular guy doing it, right?
3: Totally. Absolutely. Of course. I mean, she just knocked on people's doors. She sent people poetry. She wrote journalism all her life. She was actually very remarkable, but also very troubled.
2: Yeah. That's what really struck me in the film is someone that has an artist that has the output of the material that she had was such a tortured and unpleasant person
3: to be around. It's not uncommon. I mean, think of Milton, you know, one of the Milton greatest... Milton everybody loved him! John, John, darling, <laughs> the Augustine poet. John Milton, uh, Paradise Lost, you know, vile to his daughters, where was absolutely horrible to people. So, I mean, it's very common that it, profoundly creative people uh, are, are also accompanied by various demons that they're working through, either creatively or, you know... Um, are
2: you on, tortured? I and mean, isn't that
3: funny that people can be that
2: they can see the beauty in the work that they do, yet in their personal lives they're blind to it
3: I'm reasonably tortured
2: are you what's your what's your most tortured characteristic um, that you would share
3: Oh I think it's susceptibility to crippling guilt guilt over anything really <laughs> it doesn't yes absolutely really anything. <laughs>
2: There's a a great scene between you and Tom uh, Hanks, who plays Walt Disney towards the end of the film, where he says something to the effect that artists fix what's wrong with reality. Hmm. Is that why you became an artist? Did you see a world that needed fixing? Or why, why are you an actress?
3: Well, I mean, I'm an accidental actress in a way. I, I, what I wanted to do was not necessarily fix the world, but be a sort of Lily Tomlin-type comedian, and I was that for years and years. Acting came as it were by accident, and um, and I discovered it was something I could do, probably to do with the porousness of my nature, which probably connects to guilt and all of that. Since one has no protection, really. Um, so, so it was accidental, and perhaps I'm Perhaps it is used to heal, it's, cer- it's certainly a very good way of avoiding one's own <laughs> issues because Immerse you're stepping out else. of yourself yeah. and embodying somebody else's, so it's a great escape.
2: But when well done, as this movie shows beautifully I think, can yeah. lift people up and really show them a different aspect to life perhaps, huh? Yeah,
3: like Hamlet says, you know, pick up and show the mirror to life itself. I mean, that's, I guess, what we're designed or supposed to do. Well, Actors,
2: certainly. You accomplished that uh, brilliantly in this film. It was uh, a pleasure to watch and your characterization was just, uh, was just awful and wonderful. All oh, good. I'm so
3: glad. It was Thank a pleasure you. to meet you.
2: Best of luck with the film.
3: Thank you very much.
2: Right? Google delightful. You'll see her picture.
3: a <laughs> picture of her.
1: She's incredible.
2: She really is a sweetheart and a really great movie, Saving Mr. Banks. See it. And you... has
1: a great accent. She does.
2: And she was a comedian. She started out like a Lily Tomlin Mm -hmm. improvising uh, comedian person. She's very funny. I think uh, the funny people make the better actors. I agree. You know, uh, I think in my personal opinion, it's easy to act in drama than it is in comedy. To be an actor doing a drama because anybody can make anybody cry. But it's more difficult to make somebody laugh. Yeah. Because uh, there's more elements to it. And she does both uh, fantastically well. Uh, Our next guest on the show... Is not Emma Thompson. Um, uh, she uh, is a model and a pinup and a burlesque dancer here in Los Angeles.
1: Who took all her experiences and now has a fabulous little business mm-hmm. called Naughty Girls Travel Guide. Mm-hmm. And she has she's um, a self-proclaimed sex expert. Mm-hmm. And has tours, has a book, has a lot of things going on, a lot, a lot of promotional events uh, going on, and you can find her on Meetup, you can find her on her it's website, a- and. Uh, get her book,
2: and, and she's got a great name too. I, I wanted to ask her if her, that was a real name. Yeah, Sienna Saint Clair. It's too. No, it I don't can't think be. So. No, I can't. It can't be. It can't be. Um, well, we'll have, when we have her back on the show, we'll have to ask her, name. isn't it?
1: Sienna, Sienna Saint
2: Clair. Sienna Saint Clair. That's the sexy crayon. Is what it means in French. <laughs> Sienna Saint Clair, sexy crayon. Well, enough of us yakking. Let's talk to Sienna Saint Clair. Sienna Saint Clair, welcome to A Fork on the Road. Thanks for joining
4: us. Thanks for having me, guys.
2: So now, we discovered you. Uh, you are the, what's the proper term, MC for the porn star Karaoke in Los Angeles?
4: Well, I'm the, the co-host for tonight.
2: Oh, it's not your regular thingy?
4: No, Nikki Hunter is regular every week, and every week they bring in a co-host, and this week I am.
2: Have you ever done it before?
4: Yeah, I think this will be my fifth time. For,
2: pe- <laughs> for people um, that are not in Los Angeles, you have to explain... What the uh, the porn star karaoke is. I think it's uh, we- I think it's
4: pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> it's porn stars who sing karaoke and sometimes we do shots between boobs. <laughs>
2: uh, our only are only only porn stars are allowed to sing or can the no,
4: It's every- that
2: come to see you also sing?
4: Everybody can sing, yeah. It's just um it's a huge event. It's weekly. And it's different porn stars every week, so you never know who's going to be there. And do you give out like presents and gifts? Oh yeah, everybody brings gifts. You get free <laughs> porn galore. I mean, you can go there just to like collect porn for your library stash, and then my book. <laughs> so I'll be giving that away. Oh, your book. Yeah, I mean, it's not porn, but you can
0: find you know, naughty, naughty
1: girls there. guide uh, or, like, to stuff LA. there. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. Lots of times when when
2: couples or even single people are traveling, they go to a new city that they've never been to before, and they want to do something sexy and fun, and it's difficult to find cool things to do. Yeah, because so nobody,
4: nobody will
1: tell you. Nobody will
4: come out and tell you. Yeah, I mean, it's if you necessary. look up like naughty things to do or sex things, it pops up escorts and sex websites. <laughs> yeah. yeah. they're <that's laughs> not necessarily no, no, no. You know I'm out of
2: business now. <laughs> I am not doing the escort thing anymore. It's just... <laughs> oh.
1: You should, because if I recall um, reading your bio, Mark, on IMDb, mm-hmm. there was... Um, you were sold on
4: auction at one point as a
2: bachelor. Ch- it was for charity.
4: Yeah. Oh, sure, sure. self <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was for the kids, as we say
4: For the kids for, It all starts off as charity and Next thing you know, you're going downhill <laughs>
2: Right Going, yeah, yeah. going down <laughs> on going. Um, So, now you are, are the preeminent naughty tour guide for Los Angeles So we thought we could talk and learn about some cool places for people to go when they come to Los Angeles And visit that are little, uh, you know, you got Disneyland on one end of the spectrum
4: And, <laughs> and you could tell us what's on things. the other and you have the Walk of Fame. Right. Most people, when they go to a city, they always do the tourist stuff. Yeah, you can do that. But if you come back to Los Angeles more than once, why not do an audit tour? So my book offers everything from the vanilla, the very shy, to the extremist. All right, well, so- let's,
2: let's start with a vanilla, a sexy <laughs> vanilla thing. What would you suggest? for Let's say it's a couple.
4: So let's say you're a couple and you're shy and you just kind of want to feel it out, maybe you are thinking about getting a girl with your boyfriend or lover or husband, whatever. And That's not very vanilla. <laughs> no, no, it's starting off. I said it's starting off. Oh, it's okay. first base. Okay. Yeah, it's first base, yeah. Well, I don't even know if this is first base. So, got <laughs> the pictures mountain. So, so you, you can go to um, it's Plan B, appropriate name, um, and you can have dinner there with strippers, but they don't take their clothes off. So, again, like I said... If you are a jealous person or you're just not sure and you don't want your guy to look at a, a naked girl, this is the perfect place to go see sexy women, kind of feel it out, get lap dances, but without the nudity. So, so that's so to me they very vanilla. Eat
2: with you. <laughs> they sit down and eat with you?
4: Oh yeah, they'll eat with you, do drinks, shots, whatever. It's a fun event. I had a meetup there. We started there for dinner, about 30 of us, and then because they only they serve alcohol... In LA, only at the um, bikini bars, and if you go to a topless or nude, it's no alcohol. So we went there first to get drunk, and then we went to foreplay afterwards. There's a lot of hot girls there.
2: <laughs> we were in Miami over Christmas and went to this. What was the name of that place?
4: I have no idea.
2: Um, oh man, it's a ginormous strip club outside of Miami.
4: But it was like uh, club. are you talking about Scarlet's? No, but it, uh, what? I was at at Scarlet's in Christmas time too in Fort Lauderdale.
2: No, there's like another one, it was another one word name.
4: It's ginormous.
1: It looked like a Vegas hotel. And
2: the girls were totally naked and people were drinking. They have all these big screen events or big screens for football events and everything. It was, it was crazy.
4: Yeah, Scarlet's is the same way. It's, It's ginormous and they have not just strippers, but they also have cool little acts. They have TV screens and it's literally like a nightclub. You can go there and dance because most nightclubs don't let you dance. Right. You can have strippers and dance with them and have fun. It was a great time.
2: Okay, <laughs> okay so we're back to, to, to the f- first base in Los yeah, Angeles. You go to Plan B, so which plan is a strip B. club. You sit and you have drinks. What if you and don't want to
1: wait? That's just a little extreme for vanilla. What if you but don't want to be dressed?
4: They're fully dressed? That's not extreme. What do strippers eat? Well, I don't know. They eat exactly. you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine like them ordering the
2: prime rib.
4: Fish. Seared tuna? I don't know. <laughs> Fried chicken? I don't know.
2: No, I think she's right with the seared tuna.
4: Seared tuna. Yeah.
2: Okay. So that, and that's uh, just a club that's open to the public, right? You go, you have dinner, and then uh, whatever happens, happens.
4: Yeah, you never know.
2: What would be second base?
4: Second base? Well, then <laughs> you, you can go to foreplay, which is fully nude and you know, hope you get lucky there, but Oh, gosh. See, I'm at the extreme level, so everything kind of just seems normal and vanilla to me. <laughs> so
1: let me ask you wait Should a minute. Just besides, jump right to extreme. Besides the strip clubs, what if you don't really want to hit a strip
4: club? What about like a sexy? Because no
2: one goes home with strippers, do they? Strippers don't go home <laughs> with guys.
4: I have, I have plenty of times, yeah.
2: Yeah, but you're a gorgeous No, But I'm girl. saying like, regular if... dudes don't go home.
4: No, I mean, every everyone has a price. No, what?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and mine would be
4: Prime Rib. Okay, so let's just say you're visiting during the day and you want to plan something with your girlfriends or maybe by yourself or you want to learn some sex tips for your lover. There, I offer a lot of sex classes in my book. A lot of, some of them are free. and Some of them you would either pay a mistress or maybe a sex coach and they would kind of show you some things. Mm-hmm. But Pleasure Chest offers free classes every Wednesday and this Wednesday they're offering, offering a flogging class. So
1: There you go. That's what I'm going to uh, get you for uh, uh, Valentine's. I'm gonna give uh, you a flogging class.
2: And, uh, the pleasure chest is like a, Well they
4: very weekly, so it's, it's a, a sex cool. toy store, yeah. Right. And um, they offer everything from vanilla to the extreme.
2: So you go there and, and professional floggers will teach you how to flog?
4: Yeah. They'll do they are gonna do demonstrations. I'm gonna be there Wednesday night. So yeah.
2: Are you gonna be learning or teaching?
4: <laughs> no, I'll probably be the um the the person that gets flogged.
2: will be, be the floggy?
4: <laughs> Maybe we we'll should do the show from there. <laughs> you know that would be hilarious.
2: <laughs> and all you just hear is in the background constantly. Just, That's
1: all you need to hear. It's like
2: a slave ship being uh, going through the water.
4: That's all you need to hear. That's
2: true. <laughs> um, okay, so what What else? What, uh, first of all, you never said the name of your book. What's the name of your book?
4: Naughty Girl's Guide to Los Angeles.
2: <laughs> and do you have Naughty Guides to other cities? Are you just- Yeah, I
4: there? have um, Naughty Girl's Guide to Las Vegas. It comes out in April. And then I'm currently working on Naughty Girls Guide to San Francisco. Hmm.
2: Of those three cities, what's the naughtiest city?
4: I would say Vegas. Yeah,
2: I mean, that's what I, I would, would think. I would Vegas. She's a professional.
4: So actually, San Francisco has, has is beginning to look more naughty because wherever there's gay people, it's always going to be there's they're extremely naughty, and I wish that straight people could be more like gay people, meaning being more open-minded yeah. about yeah. sex. So there's tons and tons of stuff to do in San Francisco, which Every time I go there, I just keep finding more and more and more.
2: <laughs> um, now, a lot of uh, guys, let's say they want to do something sexier or kinkier with their girl. And it's uh, the women are just they need to be persuaded. And you don't want well, to, you
0: need to be
1: romantic. Uh, you can't, you I, don't want you know. to be
2: bombastic. What are, what, what are some and ways you don't want
1: to be surprised either? Why not?
2: Well, uh, well uh, let's ask again. Let's ask the esper, expert. <laughs>
4: But girls need to be romance. you need to prepare the girl, not just not, not, You're not, tequila? All... <laughs> You're not all... exactly Give me some tequila. That's enough romance for me <laughs> <laughs>
2: what are what are some are there some tried and true methods and techniques to get your partner, who may be a little vanilla a little more on the chocolate
4: side? We're on the chocolate side first of all, I would never surprise somebody unless you'd already talked about it See? so 'Cause you need to find but I didn't say you can't surprise somebody. You need to make sure that they're fine, like you need to talk about something, like you don't just say here's a dominatrix now, we're gonna tie you up and spank you. You would need to ask run them out of the room. <laughs> Yeah, you need to kind of get a feel and ask them and if they say they're totally up for it, then you could surprise them with maybe, Hey, I got you um, some mistress lessons that you know you can learn some tips in the bedroom and then take it to the next level. Like maybe I booked us a, a session with the mistress together.
0: Okay, I, would never,
4: I would never surprise anybody because you never know someone's um, what they're comfortable with. And and if you want to turn someone away really quickly, then surprise them with something that they're not comfortable with.
2: Yeah, you have, you have to kind of uh, prepare the ground before you plant the
0: seed. Yeah,
4: the reason yeah, I and, that. And you can take baby steps. Um, I have a meetup group here in Los Angeles. And a lot of the people who come to my meetup, they do. They're very vanilla. They're nervous. They're scared. They tell me when they come. And then... Like two meetups later, they're taking their clothes off and coming to all the kinky stuff. <laughs> well, there you go. And, and, you know, inviting their friends or lovers with them. So, mm-hmm. my group's all about, you know, your own comfort level.
2: So, uh, uh, if people come in from out of town and they can actually join your meetup group, what kind of things do you, how does that work and what do you do?
4: Well, you just go to meetup.com. I think it's free to join just mm-hmm. to be a member. And, cause, I mean, I have to pay for my subscription, but it's, naughty guide to Los Angeles so you would just search that and then I, mean, I offer everything like I said Wednesday night we're going to a sex class at pleasure chest so on flogging I mean to me that's very tame <laughs> tonight <laughs> we're going to porn star karaoke and again I think that's very tame last night we went to a burlesque event and you know and it was very sexy because girls were you know were getting down to pasties and their thongs and doing naughty things and then Friday night we had I do girl-only events too. We had a, a a faux bachelorette party where we just dressed up super silly, went out in the town, and got a bunch of free shots from people. <laughs> I'm so, getting married Yeah, and it's unbelievable the things you can get away with when you're when you say you're with a bachelorette party. We got free food, free drinks. It was crazy. Well, listen, this
0: Friday is gorgeous girls can get
4: away with
2: anything. That's true. That's not
1: news. That's true.
4: I wouldn't say always. No, I wouldn't say that's true. All right, 99.9% um,
2: it, of the time.
1: Dep- In
4: L.A., 90. <laughs> Anywhere else, 99. It all depends, yeah, on the person or whatever. Also, I mean, you can just go to my website. It lists all my websites. It's naughtylifestyleexpert.com, and it lists my adult website, my book website, my sex coaching, all my stores and blogs.
2: <laughs> so how does the sex coaching work? Like a couple calls you and says, hey, we, we, we need...
4: It's usually not a couple calling me. It's usually either the guy is calling me about himself or his Mm -hmm. girlfriend because he wants her to do more things or she's not this way in the bedroom, or vice versa, it's the girl calling. It's usually never two people calling together. And what are the sessions like? Is it talking? Of course, of course. There's got to be talking. <laughs> at at some some point. Point. I mean, is it like what do you think? You're like a sign language. I mean,
1: <laughs> <laughs> body language.
2: It's an ASL class. No, I mean, is it is it hands on? Is it you're, you're talking people through things? Do you get involved?
4: It's just coaching. It's coaching. It's not. I'm not. A, I'm not a surrogate. I'm not um, a porn person. Where I'm, you know having sex with people, I'm just, it's just like going to a therapist or a coach or just so teach someone <laughs> how
2: to kiss somebody or how to uh, fondle them or touch them or arouse them. And you can, oh no, that's not good. I, Feedback. i
1: like flogging. Okay.
2: Flogging, right. It's like being a, a basketball coach
0: kind of.
4: But it's always, it's not always about sex. The majority of people who contact me is about self-confidence because it all starts with confidence. You don't have confidence. How can you date someone? How can you be, you know, this way in the bedroom? That's true. Oh, very, very it's, very it's very simple, honestly. People think it's like crazy stuff going on. It's like, no, it's not at all. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think I think you could boil down every problem in the world to one core issue, which is fear. People are afraid to be themselves or afraid to put themselves out there or afraid to try and fail. If you if you realize I, I started out as an improv comedian at Second City in Chicago, and once you've failed on stage a hundred times. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> nothing scares you anymore. You know what I mean? Yes, you'll say yeah. something, and it'll be deathly quiet. But you don't die. You go on, and you live your life.
4: Yeah, nothing. Well, scary? Th- nothing. Uh, I don't. I don't, I don't I, I, you I'm know sure something either.
0: has to scare him. <laughs> well, you know,
4: <laughs>
1: you know what? Uh, something will scare you.
0: What?
4: Kind of my meetup. I'm sure something <laughs> will
1: scare you. <laughs> I'm gonna get you
4: a couple of dom lessons. Oh. Oh,
1: right. well, I, but I don't know that that would scare me. From a really
4: scary one, from a really scary one who's all butch and big.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I don't. I don't know if that would scare me. It might not please me, but I don't think it would scare me.
4: Well, he got
1: me the whole trilogy of Fifty Shades of Grey, and I cannot put that book down.
4: You know, I've never read that book, even though I'm having my birthday party based off the book. So
1: I <laughs> might
2: want to read it up before Friday.
4: Oh, I
0: sure, yeah, might want to have to read it. Eh? <laughs>
4: She
1: probably knows.
2: Uh, So my final question, how did you become an expert?
4: An expert on what? An an expert on? Sex, on naughtiness, on sexiness. I think, well, I just have always lived the lifestyle, and that's what I teach in my um, coaching program is how to live a naughty lifestyle. Because a lot of people will just do it like, you know, strippers are just naughty at nighttime or whenever they work. Porn stars are just naughty on the set or or you're, or you're only just naughty with your boyfriend in the bedroom, you know, when he comes over. But it's about living the naughty, naughty lifestyle all the time. This is something I always do, whether it's traveling. I'm always looking for naughty things. And my home is decorated very erotic. And, and naughtiness doesn't equal, like, sluttiness or being this freak. It equals confidence. So when you're confident, and you'll feel sexy and you want to be naughty.
2: That is a great point
4: confidence
2: confidence it's all about yeah. com- because there's nothing sexier than confidence
4: yeah right You know, when yeah when you say confident woman it's very sexy
2: well and a lot of times i've seen these um these uh surveys where they ask women what's the biggest turn on and always funny is near the top at or near the top of the list mm-hmm. and being funny is i think the expression of confidence
4: yeah no i mean when i coach men on you know how to date and confidence they're like, well, I'm not a good-looking guy. And I'll be honest with you, I've, I've traveled the world and I've sat at bars watching people, and I've seen guys who aren't that attractive come in. there. yes, they're dressed well and they have girls on their arms, and I'm watching them and I'm drawn to them too. It's just this confidence they have. And you could have a really good-looking guy who's full of himself, slouched over in the corner and thinks he's all that. But there's just something about this, you know, these certain guys that just have this air to them, well. and it. The conversation, funniness, whatever. But it's not about being good-looking. People think it's all about being good-looking. No, I mean,
2: there are guys that look like trolls that can get gorgeous women, and and usually it's because they're loaded, and that perhaps gives them the confidence that they need. I'm not talking about money.
4: I'm not talking about money. Anybody can get a girl with money. I'm talking about... Don't
2: you think that if someone walks into a bar, I, I, I think that can be a source of confidence for some guys.
4: No, because I've met people with money before, and, and they're usually really arrogant, and you're going, okay, hold on, i got to go now. <laughs> oh, I know.
2: Especially in L.A., when you walk, I I, I I travel a lot for work, and I love listening to guys trying to pick up girls, and the stuff that you hear in L.A. is just ridiculous. Guys literally start talking with uh, a listing of their assets. My house, my car, my this, you know.
0: my, it's like. I, I, and I just say know, to them, you know what, I have
4: a house too, I have a car too. <laughs> I have a credit card too, you know.
2: Oh, and then their face falls. That's what I love.
4: like, you're not impressing me.
2: Just shooting them down. Just knocking them down.
4: That's the worst thing you can say to somebody is, you know, what you have. I always believe that if you brag about what you have, you really don't have it.
2: That is so true, Sienna. So true. But you have class, you have style, you have naughtiness. (laughs) And uh, you've uh, shared some time with us here on A Fork on the Road. I appreciate that so much. Thanks for joining us, Sienna. It was great talking to you.
4: Thank yeah, you, Anna. Have a good night. Right,
2: have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. See, different than, than Emma Thompson. Yes. We have British class and erudite style and L.A. sexy oomph. All I in one know. show. I,
1: I, maybe you can kind of see Emma Thompson taking one of those flogging classes.
2: Please hit me harder. Harder.
1: Use the wrist. <laughs> if you're going
2: to flog how many times have I told you? You must use the
1: wrist.
2: I'll have to ask Emma about that the next time I see her.
1: Oh, no, I hope she doesn't hear it.
2: Well, that uh, wraps up our show. We want to thank (laughs) you for listening. Don't forget, if you're looking for um, a good deal on GoDaddy, you have to do some websites. Go to our website, which is a forkontheroadshow.com. You can get a discount Was it 30% off.
1: It depends what you want. If you're going to get a new.com or a transfer, you can get it for one ninety nine by using the code FORK at checkout. Or if you're getting new products, uh, you get 30% off by using the code ROAD.
2: You can also get discounts on airlines and hotels uh, from the good folks at Fairbuzz. That coupon is on our site. You can also get signed copies of my book, A Fork on the Road, 400 Cities, One Stomach. All of it on our fantastic website, which is...
1: AForkOnTheRoadShow.com so that's the
2: show. Emma Thompson and Sienna St. Clair.
1: They will never be in this another show together, together. again. <laughs> I think so. Thanks for listening. I'm Mark DiCarlo. And I'm Jenny Alvarez.
2: And we'll see you next week.
1: On a Fork on the Road. Waiting for the break.